Welcome to Lesbian Moms, big adventures in queer parenting from two moms. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Lana. And here we're going to share our highs and lows, our laughs and cries, successes and mistakes, and everything in between on our journey as first-time parents. Welcome to episode two, talking about our pregnancy journey. We're back in the warrior den. Go Dubs! Recording live. <laughs> We're not recording live, but... Okay. <laughs> you know, this is our second podcast. We're doing this again. We're seeing how it goes. Did you do your mindset work today, Lana? <sighs> no, but hopefully I'm still funny. <laughs> Again, for new listeners, Lana's nickname is Quiet Riot, also Silent Bob. So the fact that she's here talking is a a big success. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Practice. Yeah, getting pregnant was wild. um, Conceiving. We conceived, though, as you heard last episode. It it happened. But I will tell you how we came to figure that out. Or I knew. Well, I feel like you, we we have the two-week wait. So we have the two-week wait. You were... We come back from Southern California where we con- we conceived with our sperm donor. Yeah. Um, and we're back in the Bay, and we're just waiting. And I was convinced that we would have to go back down next month. You were, and I was convinced that no... I had booked an worked. Airbnb. Um, Lana was like, I know I'm pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> I just had a feeling, which... You know, it's that intuition you can't argue with sometimes. Lindsay was, like, really convinced we were going to have to go back down. And I was like, we have to just wait and say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But so the day that I really knew for sure, though, was I guess the day that I should have probably started my period. Mm -hmm. And I was driving down to Half Moon Bay at, like, 5.30, in the morning to buy plants Lana has a plant business, just so you all know. And I was on my way driving down, and I saw three rainbows that day. And yes, I have a religious upbringing, Christian background. (laughs) So I do still think, like, I don't think rainbows mean it's never going to flood again, because we are living in global warming, so (laughs) the earth might flood, but no, I thought this is a sign, like I know it's a sign. And the last time I had seen a rainbow was another trip down to Half Moon Bay, the wee hours of the morning, when I got a book deal. And so the power of these damn rainbows, they signify beautiful things for me. It also, there's And it's very gay. (laughs) It's very gay. It's very gay, and there's also not a lot of rainbows that happen in the Bay Area. We don't have a lot of rain. This is not Hawaii, where it rains and shines. We don't have a lot of sun showers, is what I should say, Um, because we do have rain. Sometimes. Yeah. But, so Lana saw three rainbows, which I'm assuming is me, her, and the baby. Well, I thought it was triplets, and so I was kind of freaking (laughs) out. (laughs) I was like, oh no, three! Um, but no, I think it was me, you, and baby Francis. So I saw the rainbows all the, on the way down. And then while I was like in the nursery, I was feeling so nauseous. The plant nursery. Plant nursery. Yeah. I felt terrible and was like, this is weird. Like, 
I'm pregnant. Like, I feel nauseous. This isn't like a normal feeling. I, I don't usually feel that way. So I waited to take the pregnancy test until the next day. Yeah, Lana didn't take. I know. But some I people... remember calling you and being like, Lindsay, I feel so nauseous. I remember that too. Um, but you did not prematurely take a pregnancy test, which I know a lot of yeah. some of our other friends who have gone pregnant took yeah. took it like with after they have like ones you can take three or five yeah, days. Yeah, the early, early. detection, mm-hmm. so they say. But so you went out when I called you and said I felt nauseous. You went out and I think bought some pregnancy tests. Yes. Okay, I did buy pregnancy tests, yeah. But we waited and I took it the next day. I don't know why we waited, but I think we were too nervous. Like, it would have been upset if it was not positive. And it was positive. And it it was, it's wild because it's kind of like such a climactic but anticlimactic moment because it was like in our downstairs bathroom i don't know i, I think or the you cat s- litter boxes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah the smell of cat pee and i think you like screamed and i came running and i was like oh my god there's two lines yeah it was like so joyful and like all- and-, and of course i was like take another one are we yeah. sure <laughs> yeah we took another thing um it wasn't like the movies i would say but in some ways, I feel like I already knew. I had seen the rainbows and felt nauseous. So. I mean, that's pretty uh, cinematic, the rainbows. Yeah. We went and out that excitement. night. We went to yeah. a bar. <laughs> yeah. We went to friends and family. Yeah. The, and then, and so then, like, created this... Um, I didn't drink, you know. Well, yeah. I, I had a couple of drinks, Lana. Had, like, oh, Lindsay was celebrating. Yeah, I was celebrating. You know, this is what <laughs> became my tour of the DD. Yeah, the yeah. I just constantly was celebrating our pregnancy. <laughs> well, so then it started this weird, like, thing, which I'm sure other people who have been pregnant know about where it's almost like you have this secret so of course we did not want to tell anyone i think i told wendy you told your sister sister, i think that's the only person we told initially like the first day but we um we wanted to wait and i also totally understand why some people don't wait i mean yeah it's hard to share such a secret um i think we told a couple friends it's hard to keep such a secret yeah and also, if for some reason the pregnancy did not take, then I almost feel like it might have been awkward to, like, then tell people, hey, I had a, a pregnancy that didn't take um, or, you know, like, didn't go all the way. Like, so it is kind of this, it was this weird thing of us of, like, being like, we have this secret. Should we tell people? Should we not? Who should we tell? Lana just going around not drinking. And we did, that is when we had a big trip with our friends. We went up to the Yuba River. Um, well, I don't usually do drink a lot anyway, so I don't think a lot of people have been noticed, I to be honest. Noticed. No. I think people noticed. Most people were not keeping tabs on how much I was drinking or you not You weren't drinking. drinking at all. <laughs> I know. I'm saying no one cared. Yeah, the two-week wait was hard, but then it was exciting. And then, yeah, you have the longer wait of, like, well, when do we tell friends? Um, But one friend, the producer of our show, found out. Well, we had a couple of times during that early part where it was like, am I still pregnant? Like, it's just, it's such a stressful period when that first early months of pregnancy because that is when a lot of people will have miscarriages or or they're more likely so i we would like take pregnancy tests kind of randomly throughout that time to just make make sure sure you're still pregnant pregnant. and i like took one once and accidentally like left it out in the bathroom and candace was over and like went to the bathroom the producer of our show yes and she like 
came out and was like, oh, was I supposed to see that? Is that how you're telling me? And I was just kind of like, oh, oh, shit. Yeah, we did. I'm def- pregnant. <laughs> yeah, that was a cute way to find out. We definitely didn't wait three months to tell a lot of our good friends. We would kind of just tell them slowly over the course. Like, I'd be like, oh, my God, we're pregnant. Oh, oh we got to take a little break because Francis is crying. Oh, we hear our baby, Francis. She's crying. Her name's Francis. She's she's crying a little bit. She's woken up from her nap, so we're just going to take a pause here. Yes, we'll be back. All right, so we're back. Uh, it's actually a week later. Yeah, it took us that long to shush her. <laughs> Parenting takes patience. Lots. Uh, yeah, we tried to continue that day, but she was fussy. So, yeah, going back, um, talking about us telling people, about us letting out the big secret that we're pregnant, I thought it was kind of fun. Um, you know, it was like we have big news uh, and lots of celebrating, especially for me because I was drinking. Um, so lots of shots, lots of cheering. Woo-woo. But then we decided, which I think a lot of people do this, to announce it on Instagram or yeah. announce it on social Reach media. Reach the masses. Yeah, like just, you know, let all the people, all the w- people out of the woodwork know. Yeah. Um, and our Instagram post I thought was really funny because Lana was, well, she were three months pregnant then. Yeah, but like looking back, we kept trying to get photos of us together with like the belly showing yeah, there was no belly at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it just now looks like I was just like pushing out my hips and like trying to make a belly. Yeah, every photo was really funny. It was like your arms were right below your belly and you were just like pushing out like a chicken to get your belly out as far as possible. Yeah, I would say my belly didn't really start popping until second, but really third trimester. Mm-hmm. And our pregnancy was, well, your pregnancy was pretty, pretty easy, would you say, Lana? In the grand scheme of things, I would say yes, definitely. I watched the Amy Schumer documentary about her pregnancy. My God, horrendous. I forget what it's called, but when you just are nauseous the whole time and puke. Um, You were nauseous the first trimester. I was nauseous in the first trimester, and it would always be, like, worse at night. And the thing that I really, like, I wouldn't say it was necessarily a craving, but it was kind of a craving. And the one thing that helped were popsicles. And I was just like eating popsicles all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Brought to you by Good Pop, I believe is the brand that we kept buying. Yes, I liked the creamsicle ones the most or the bomb pops. Like you used to eat bomb pops as a kid, but these were like the healthy bomb pop. What is a bomb pop? You don't know a bomb pop? It's red, white, and blue. <laughs> oh, like the patriotic ones? Yes, I oh. love that. Those are like 4th of July. Fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like the big thing that I think most people do when they're pregnant is trying to figure out, you know, your birth plan. And this is sort of like where I would say our most heated arguments were. Uh, we had decided early on that we were going to go with a midwife. But well, it was because of... The our your we get health insurance through Lindsay through my job. So our option or the place where I was getting care was Milvia in Berkeley. Shout out Milvia. 
And what is really cool about this place is they have a team of midwives as well as OBs. So you can see midwives if you prefer. And that was kind of what I was interested in. So I got to see a midwife throughout the pregnancy. And then they also rotate at Alta Bates Hospital. So during birth, you can have a midwife. There's always midwives at the hospital and it's not necessarily the one you see, but... To me, it was like the best of both worlds. It was like yeah. we had a midwife or a midwifery program, but we were also giving birth at a hospital. We definitely support any birth plan that yeah. anyone decides to do, whether it's at home or in a hospital or it's really at a birthing center. Wherever you feel comfortable and safe and best. But our heated arguments really concern themselves with pain management. Yes, pain management. Which uh, anyone who there is like such a culture kind of in pregnancy when you find out you're pregnant. I don't know if I really considered it much before then, but about how you're going to deal with pain and this like idea of people kept giving me Ina May's book who is like this midwife about like all these natural childbirths and there is a big movement I think going back to natural childbirth yeah and then at the same time though there's like modern medicine and like every single person I know who's given birth has been like the epidural is the best like it Mm -hmm. was incredible like I tried to do a natural birth and then finally I got the epidural and it was incredible epidural for the win I feel like is what some friend told us (laughs) um so I was really like trying to figure out what do I want and I know that like I don't know I just was like yes I will get an epidural because I feel like Pain-wise, pain tolerance, Lindsay always was, like, questioning my pain tolerance. I just know that you have a low pain tolerance. And so, I'm also very strong. Yeah, and I wanted you to make the decision for you of what to do with pain management. But I was very much – basically, I, I would say you were teetering. You were going back and forth the whole pregnancy between being, like, I don't want an epidural. I think well, I can just breathe through this. No, I wanted the epidural. <laughs> I wanted breathing techniques to help me get further along, like dilated and effaced in labor so that because sometimes I had read and that like if you get the epidural too soon, it can slow down the progress in labor and then there's a higher chance of a cesarean birth. And I feel like that was something that felt scary to me. Part of me wanted to have these breathing techniques and like be prepared to like experience labor pains without the epidural to help me get further along. And I knew that I would need the epidural, but at the same time I was terrified of the epidural because it's like a spinal tap and like a giant needle and just even getting my blood drawn throughout pregnancy was like very (laughs) like not great. I didn't love it. Um, Yeah, I think it's hard for something like you've never experienced to know, you know, and and everyone like people be like, it's the most painful experience ever. And you don't know like how you're going to be. But going back to our heated debates, uh, stemming from this was that I thought that if Lana was, if you were wanting more to have a natural birth, that we needed a doula. But if we were going to get the epidural, I was like, all right, 
you know, me and it ended up being me and uh, Lana's sister can be the care team. Yeah. But even like we were on the fence about a doula because doulas are so expensive. So expensive. And like we already knew, well, I didn't know that it costs to have a baby like a lot of money. (laughs) And which I feel like yeah, how much should we end up paying? Pay. How much should we end up paying to have a baby? Like five thousand dollars, probably with all of the like appointments and blood work and tests yeah. that went up. And this to is it. with me having very very good health yeah. insurance. Um, and I I know different health insurances are differently or different states, but yeah, in California with a PPO in the Bay Area, it and it was about five thousand dollars with yeah. our insurance. But at first. For some reason, when I got the bill, they didn't have our correct insurance, and they were trying to charge us $50,000 for the birth, (laughs) and they gave us a $20,000 discount for being uninsured, so our portion was $30,000. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, they didn't have my right insurance, but once they did, it was $5,000. But going back, to our sort of like question of getting yeah. a doula or not, um, I just knew that the doula was going to be very expensive. And so I think that I was just like, oh, no, Lana's got to get the epidural, um, you know, which you ended up getting. Yeah. But and I was also I wanted you to be empowered to make the decision for yourself. But I also was just nervous about the finances. Yeah, and I was really into this idea of the breathing techniques and, like, the counter pressures and stuff. And I think you were like, I cannot be massaging your back (laughs) for 20 hours straight. Like, (laughs) but then I did, basically. (laughs) And you were amazing, Mm. as was my sister. But going back to the pregnancy, uh there were a couple of things that you were nervous about that we had to do, like the DNA test. Oh, and yeah. The- because I was over 35, it was considered a geriatric pregnancy. And also when you're older, the chances of genetic abnormalities increases and feeling of like being scared and like wanting, just wanting to make sure everything in the pregnancy was okay and the baby was okay. And so it was a lot of stress and Well, also for stress. some reason, also for some reason, our um, test results were delayed. Yeah, tests- I, I, I want to say like five weeks because there was like some um, increase in this, in people doing this test in California. And so they like couldn't delay. find the test or the results were taking forever. But the one thing that I feel like gave me comfort was talking to other friends who had been pregnant and who also felt a similar kind of anxiety, like in the early months of pregnancy and before you get these test results. And so knowing that like, I not having an abnormal, like irrational fear here, this is kind of a common fear, anxiety. So yeah, that was hard. And I've talked to other pregnant people since um, who are like in the early stages of pregnancy and they also have that same kind of feeling. So I think it's really universal, but in the moment it felt like so like isolating and just like stuck in my head and like worrying. I feel like that is actually a good way to sum up pregnancy or uh, parenting in general. It's so universal, but also isolating at the same time. Yes. (laughs) Um, and then, well, there was also, there's also the dreaded glucose test. Oh, my gosh. That was honestly maybe one of the worst experiences. Explain it for, so, I mean, most listeners probably have experience, but. 
a glucose test you do i think around 20 weeks too as well maybe i'm forgetting but so it's kind of like halfway between and they check to make sure you don't have gestational diabetes so that you have to go in fasting or there's a couple different tests but the one i did you go in fasting and then they give you this orange flavored drink that on the bottle it says better when chilled but this was lukewarm just (laughs) sitting out and it was so disgusting and i had five minutes to drink it the nurse who was there watching me was like looking at the watch and was like you gotta hurry up like like was not letting me take my time at all and was like you need to chug it and it was so bad they take your blood before you drink it and then after you drink it you wait an hour and they take your blood again to see how this sugary drink has affected it and then you have to wait another hour again and take your blood after two hours and this whole time you're fasting well you hit you have like a major sugar rush and this stuff is terrible like I'm not drinking sugary things during pregnancy because it's not good for me. So, like, why are they making us drink this terrible thing? And I had the most intense sugar rush and then crash. And they also were like, they don't let you walk around and leave the building because if you vomit, you have to start over again and do it again. So they want you to, like, stick around to make sure you don't. So she's experiencing hours of this uh, in the waiting room. (laughs) In the waiting room and, like, getting a massive headache. And it was horrendous. And then finally, it's insane, too, that they let you just leave. Because at that point, I was so weak. I was shaky. And I had to get in my car and drive. I was like, (laughs) I have to get food immediately. And it was very difficult and I was like stumbling down the street um I went to what has become one of our favorite places in Berkeley Fava Fava. (laughs) um that just has incredibly delicious clean food it's a yum but I was still delusional I think I ordered like pudding a cookie a plate I was starving it was kind of cold that day so I like sat down to wait because I was so shaky and then I decided I wanted to eat my food in the sun across the street but I just left my bag like sitting on the public street on a chair and like didn't realize until after I like finished my meal but thank god it was there your purse my purse yeah yeah so anyways, yeah, glucose test was hor- horrible. Well, it the way you made it sound is you went to Fava and had more sweets. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. You had like uh, a, the one thing a that, fish plate or something. Yeah, I had a fish okay. plate and then I had my treat. It is like healthy-ish food, just FYI yeah. to our listeners. But the one thing that pregnancy did do was give me a sweet tooth. Mm. I was always a salty person. Love the salty. And I got an insatiable craving for sweets, probably starting that second, maybe after that glucose test, like gave me a taste. It turned you. <laughs> um, it's been hard to curb because, yeah, I would say it was that and then the Strauss chocolate chip ice cream like every night in bed. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, um, other highlights during our pregnancy, or Lana's pregnancy, but I was along for the ride. It was our pregnancy. Our pregnancy. Um, we did take a baby moon, which oh, yeah. I had kind of like joked about just because it seems like such a hetero thing to do. But I mean, I'm always up for a trip. You are. <laughs> and love to celebrate. Yes, you're always up for any excuse to take <laughs> yeah. a trip. Any excuse to take a trip or to celebrate. But yeah, we went to Hawaii. That was very relaxing. I would really suggest that to anyone who is um, on their pregnancy journey. You don't have to go to Hawaii, but just to go somewhere, the two of you. Oh, yeah. We actually, like, that was a big trip. But then I would say towards the end of second semester, third trimester, it's like, let's do one last little getaway. (laughs) And it was like, okay, this is the last one. And then we would be like, Let's uh, just let's do one more. Go one more place. I mean, we would just go up the coast for the weekend yeah. or go to Calistoga or um, Guerneville or just little, little trips, mm-hmm. little road trips uh, for a night or two. And then the last thing that I feel like was really <laughs> kind of funny and strange uh, during our pregnancy is we, we ended up taking a birthing class. I don't know if I would fully recommend the one that we took. But I'm not going to say many details. Um, I will say it was a very funny experience. Yeah, we were the only queer couple. And it was a mixed bag of like people planning home births versus hospital births. I think that we definitely got some things out of it. It wasn't for sure. all. I think it was funny just because the other people in the class, um, I feel like for the most part, were really unrelatable to us. And a lot of the exercises that we did were like group exercises. So it almost felt like we were back in school or something. Yeah. Um, or we were unrelatable to them. And we yeah. were kind of the only realists because we did like an exercise when I can't remember what the well, prompt was, but it was like, what are you, what are you anticipating this uh, what are you anticipating yeah. birth to be? And both me and Lana were like, very painful. <laughs> yeah. No one else. Everyone was like, euphoric, life changing. Transformation. <laughs> Which is true that it is all those things, but no one was being real. Yeah, it was It was funny. It was. Um, but I think all the group exercises just... I thought were kind of contrived and I maybe it's also because I I was we were unrelatable to a lot of the people in the class so yeah. maybe if we had a queer group or I don't know or mm-hmm. and at this point we still hadn't well we decided to take the class because we were like okay we're not going to do the doula but then like anytime we'd have a conversation about when we're going to get the epidural like how many centimeters dilated it would be a question mark and Lindsay would be like, wait, how do I get the doula? And so (laughs) (laughs) we were learning like pain management techniques though in this class and counter pressure, counter pressure. And I was like, that hurts. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel nothing. Like, can you push harder? And it was, it was kind of like (laughs) fighting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, you're not pushing hard enough. And then I push really hard. And you'd be like, that's too hard. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a disaster. But uh, uh, when the moment came, it was, you were incredible. Well, I think that that's going to wrap up this week's episode. I just want to give a little teaser for next week because it's going to be fun. Uh, next week, we're going to do our birth story. And these are the three things that it will include. Steph Curry, natural wine, 
and a big hole in the ceiling. Yes. Uh, and just let everyone know the baby came early. So we were not uh, super prepared. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to us. We love hearing from other queer people and we love hearing from people that are having a baby or have had a baby. Our email is lesbemomspodcast at gmail.com. That's L-E-Z, bmomspodcast at gmail.com. This episode was recorded in Oakland, California. Executive producer and engineer, Candice Magana. Thank you. Live, laugh, lesbian. lesbian.